ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from Gen A Studios. Uh, so far, I've hit eight consecutive green lights. Uh, today is a good day. Um, going for nine right about now. Put that in the bank. Strolling right through. Cruise control, 47 and a 55. You know how we do. Uh, the only brakes I use are friction. Anyway, uh, that was an absolute fire jam. Uh, f- they based an entire movie off that jam called That Thing You Do. Uh, we saw it for Cam Salter's birthday, or should I? Oh man, just hit a red. And it was like the, like, Basically, to start my day, I have to drive five miles, and there's probably 14 sets of lights, and there's just there's a beast of an intersection, Beach Boulevard, where if... <sighs> I'm so pissed. So normally, at this... This is the, the intersection, so a lot of times, even if it's green, it'll be backed up, and you can't make it in one shot as you're approaching, because there's just too much traffic. Um... But on a Friday, everybody's wicked casual, and the traffic is literally cut in half, maybe less. Uh, And it's like the same exact commuting hours. There's just nobody on the road. Uh, Everybody's celebrating. Thank God it's the and takes Friday off. Um, So this is the one day of the week where you could, you know, you could get that miracle run where you just hit all 14 in a row. Uh, This is by far the closest I've ever come. Um, something to shoot for though, made it all the way to beach, which is, that's like three miles and eight, eight or nine sets of lights with all green. So I'll take it. And I was approaching when there was a yellow, um, maybe I could have gassed it, but that would go against, you know, everything I believe in between, uh, putting too much wear and tear on the engine as well as burning unnecessary gas. Um, so even though the goal wasn't complete, I can say to myself that I am a man of principles. Uh, but anywho, that jam, uh, the Zyes, he had a birthday party in like third grade and, uh, he was like, we're going to go to the movies. I was like, oh, are we going to see like Dunstan checks in or something? He was like, no, we're going to see that thing you do. I was like, I've no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like never heard of it. Um, and I would say back in the day, I was pretty in tune with the movie scene. Like I, like now I, I don't really know what's playing currently because I don't have cable, so I don't see the commercials. That's probably the biggest downfall of not having cable is, like, obviously, like, people aren't about the commercials all the time, but there are certain commercials that keep you in the now, um, and, you know, movie trailers is one of them, and I get fired up when I see movie trailers, so that's a shame. Um, I mean, recently what I do is just basically at the end of the year, the Oscars are like, here are the eight best movies. And, uh, I'm like, okay. And then I just rent them from the library and I just watch all of them in one shot. Um, which honestly, the Oscars kind of sucks. Um, like SeaWorld or whatever, the one that won that, that was it. That was a horrible movie. Um, about, like, the, uh, the girl who's, like, screwing a, a man that's a fish, uh, that was, that was real weird, um, did not like that movie at all, uh, thought it was terrible, the fact that it won Best Picture really just 
takes away a lot of credibility from the award itself. Uh, I recently finished up Lady Bird. Um, I, I wasn't planning on doing an Oscar review, but now that we have, uh, now that we have that jam going about that thing you do, by the way, see, uh, the movie, that thing you do came out in 95. I want to say, um, probably plays on TBS a decent amount, so you can always maybe find it there, uh, great movie, um, so check that out, uh, back to the unprompted reviews, um, I thought, uh, three billboards in Missouri should have won, um, either that or I, Tanya. I don't even think I, Tanya was nominated, I watched that on the airplane, that movie was so funny, um, Maybe not, like, best picture-worthy, but a great soundtrack. Um, If you lived through the 80s, I think you would dig it. Um, Probably probably a good movie for, you know, people in their 60s. Because I always always get a kick out of uh, Louise, because she says that um, she has no idea what happened in the 90s. uh, Because she was... Uh, busy raising kids in the 90s, so in terms of, like, pop culture, like, she knows, like, nothing about uh, music or movies or, you know, basically anything relevant, because she was, you know, uh, elbow deep in diapers, um, so, you know, somebody in, in their early 60s who was, like, ripping it in the 80s would probably appreciate I, Tanya. um, great soundtrack, uh, would, if you're not gonna watch the movie, at least listen to the soundtrack, uh, I saw Lady Bird. Uh, I thought that was very good. Um, I'd almost give that the nod over three billboards. I'd say they're neck and neck. Uh, Lady Bird was a little bit more of a, uh, a daughter coming of age tale with um, with her mom. So I mean, if you can get me into like mother daughter storyline, then you're doing a good job because you know I'm not a mother or a daughter. Um, Three Billboards was, uh, pretty unique. Uh, I have a very soft spot for Woody Harrelson. think that guy's the man. Uh, anything he touched to me is gold. Uh, especially his cameo in Austin Powers. Uh, that was solid. Uh, The Darkest Hour kind of sucked. Um, that was with Winston Churchill. Kind of boring. Um... And then there was Dunkirk, which I thought was great. Um, Dunkirk, I could actually see when... I I would have given a nod for Best Picture. I would say Best Picture, the order should go... Oh, If you put a Dunkirk to my head, I would say it would be... Three Billboards, one gold medal. Uh, Silver medal, I would give to Dunkirk. And bronze medal, I would give to I, Tanya. Uh, and I thought the rest were crap. Um, but yeah, Dunkirk is, uh, it's a, it's a war movie about World War II. The interesting thing about The Darkest Hour, the Winston Churchill movie, is it's essentially, uh, the period that leads up to Dunkirk. The two movies have, like, nothing in relation, but, like, they could have just been, like, Dunkirk 1 and Dunkirk 2, or The Darkest Hour 1 and The Darkest Hour 2. Um, so I liked The Darkest Hour 2 slash Dunkirk 2. I thought that one was great. Um, and that is it. Oh, uh, actually one more movie that didn't get nominated. Catch Every Wave. 
that is the documentary on Laird Hamilton, who is considered uh, one of the best, if not the best, big wave surfers in the world. Uh, he is not a surfer. He is a waterman. Um, so there's some cool stuff in there about uh, surfing big waves, as well as different technology that he has invented and uh, how he takes that to business. Um, so I would definitely recommend watching that one. It's called Catch Every Wave. Um, but anywho, I guess this is a, a voting podcast. Uh, so those are my votes for the Grammys or the Oscars. Um, lots of people put their Oscar votes in in the middle of May, just in time. Um, so I'm really, really late on my Oscar votes, but I am very, very early on my election votes for California that are due in uh, June. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a letdown, at least at least for my, my long-time listeners. My long-time listeners, I'm sure they remember the last election episode because the ballot was wild. Like, we were voting on, like, we were voting on weed, we were voting on um, whether we should charge people for plastic bags, uh, we were voting on if porn stars should be obligated to wear condoms. Like, it was, like, a wild, wild ballot. Like, everything was, like, wow. Like, that's, like, actually kind of applicable in my life. Like, these are, like... Like, I care way more about, like, like um, those three topics than... Uh, like, the biggest... The most important topic this year was, like, should we donate... Should we give, like, $4 billion over the course of 20 years to, like you know, preserve the environment, like, yeah, like, let's, you know, let's hang on to, like, what we have, that, that would be nice, um, so, the ballot this year was kind of boring, um, few key takeaways for my, uh, state listeners, uh, just something to keep in mind, something to chew on, uh, so the list for governor was ridiculously long, there was, like, 25 candidates on there, um, so of course I did my research, um, and I voted for a guy whose name was like Hasak, like Nair or like something, it was like some weird Indian name or something. I don't know, some foreign country. Um, but his name was like Hasak or something, but in parentheses, he was the only guy in the ballot who had a nickname, uh, and his nickname was Hawk. And, um, so everybody lists their occupation or background, just like, it'll be like businessman, like government official, just something short, list their party preference and their name, so this guy's name was, was Hawk, and, uh, for party, he just listed no party, um, so needless to say, I was very behind that, uh, typically, I don't know anything about these people, so usually, I try and vote for the people who are libertarian or, uh, of no party, so, I mean, Hawk for no party was a slam dunk. Um, and then the other noticeable election was we had to vote for sheriff, which is, like, pretty wild to me. Like, does anybody know what a sheriff is? I don't know what a sheriff is. Like, I do, but I don't. Because it's like, there's the sheriff, there's the deputy, but, like, what does that make the police chief? Like, is the sheriff, like, not part of the police? Is he just, like, some guy who goes rogue? Like... What is a sheriff? Very, very confused. So if anybody could write it and explain to me actually what a sheriff is, besides like a cowboy, that would be great. Um, 
this year for Sheriff, there was a guy on the ballot named Duke. Uh, so that was, that was a slam dunk. Um, really, I don't even know what his party was. It just, it's like, there's, if your name is Duke and you're running for Sheriff, like, you have my vote. That's it. Um, so that, that, that was all, that's really all there was on the, uh, ballot. Everything else was, like, budgetary related where it was just like, all right, like, let's vote for, uh, less taxes, but if we're going to be taxed, may it be for the environment, that's kind of my platform, um, that's about it, I mean, sorry, sorry to disappoint, guys, I mean, I think we just kind of, like, kind of voted on all the good stuff in one shot, which is, you know, too bad, uh, maybe in, like, 20 years, we'll get, like, something wild, um, but until then, it's just, I'm gonna be, like, that old man, like, remember the election of 17, where we got to vote on all this cool stuff. Um, so, till then, yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, we'll, we'll retouch next year. Maybe we'll have something good next year. Probably not. Probably not. Um, we did have a write-in from Mr. Richardson. Uh, dear doctor, do we love Brad Marchand licking opponents? Uh, so for those of you who are non-hockey followers, uh, there's a guy on the Bruins, Brad Marchand, uh, I'd, the closest thing I'd equate him to is he's kind of like the Draymond Green of the NHL where, like, everybody hates this guy except, like, you know, if he's on your squad, you're like, let's go. Like, I'm about this. Um, so that's how I feel about him because he's on the Bruins, so he's on my squad. And uh, he's, he's an agitator. He gets in people's faces. He pokes them, you know. He's a little guy with, a, like, a big-ass nose, so he's, like, you know, he's an easy target himself takes a lot of cheap shots, which, you know, gotta get, gotta get dirty sometimes, um, so he has recently been, like, licking opponents, like, they get up in his face, and they're, like, jawing, and he just, like, leans over, and he, like, licks them on the cheek, or, like, one guy he, like, kissed on the cheek, and it just gets the opponents, like, so shook and infuriated, um, it is a wild move, I mean, hockey's been around for over a hundred years at this point, I've never seen people, somebody licking faces. Um, I mean, I'm not a, a face-licking expert here. I'm not exactly a historian of the game of hockey or face-licking or a combination of the two. But from my limited knowledge, this is, like, this is brand new. Um, so for you to invent something in a game, uh, an international worldwide game that's been around for over 100 years that just gets people so cheesed, uh, that to me is awesome, very awesome, uh, so I love it, I am all about it, anything that, uh, can get in the opponent's head, uh, that's part of sports, and I am completely with it, thank you for the writing, much appreciated, uh, but yeah, that's, that's about all we have for today, uh, getting close, closer to the old office, we actually just switched offices, uh, which is kind of nice. Now I got my own one, which is cool. I mean, I did like having a roommate. It's good to have somebody to talk to. Um, but it's also nice having your own personal space. Uh, so right now in my car, I have like 10 books. And I'm going to start an office library. Nobody knows I'm doing this. So I'm kind of nervous because I'm, I'm afraid that like I'm going to bring in these 10 books. And no one's going to check any of them out. 
and no one's going to donate books and everybody's just going to pretend like the office library like didn't exist. Um, but you know, if anybody's going to invent the office library, it's got to be somebody. So why not me? Um, so I guess updates to follow next week on the office library. Um, just kind of thought of it last night. So it's definitely in the beginning stages. Uh, I think I'm definitely going to make library cards, um, and give everybody like member numbers. Um, gonna try and make it official. So hopefully by next week, we'll have two members of the office library. Um, if nobody joins the office library and nobody donates any books and it's just me reading my own books, am I like, do I have to check out books? Like, do I have to check books out from the library if I'm the only member of the library? Um, so that, that, that would be a, a, that would be a problem. Um, that would, that would be kind of a low, but we'll see. Uh, also, if I'm late on the return to my own library, how much do I charge myself for late fees and where do the late fees go? Wow. All right. My head hurts from all this library talk. I'll catch you guys next week.